Now, before we have the reading, I thought it'd be good to just give you a little bit of context about the reading so that you know where it's coming from. And Luke mentions um, Jesus praising John the Baptist uh, just before this section that we're reading. He was saying he's the greatest among men. An amazing compliment, isn't it? But he's saying the greatest in the kingdom of God. Uh, uh, people in the kingdom of God are even, even better than him because that shows our transformation. But he, he really praises him. And also before this reading, uh, we hear how all sorts of people, even the tax collectors who were despised by many, um, would come to John to be baptised and repent and turn to God. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, it says, they wouldn't be baptised by John. You know, maybe they thought, oh, not much wrong with me, I don't need him. I'm trying to obey the law. And Luke also tells us that the religious leaders criticised John just before this passage we're going to hear in a minute. They said about John, they said he's got a demon, so they're really insulting him. And they also criticised Jesus as he, he mixed with the people they looked down on a bit, as he mixed with the tax collectors and, and sinners, as they called them. And that's the people that the Pharisees wouldn't generally mix with themselves. So when Jesus goes to dinner with this Pharisee, there's probably a, a bit of an atmosphere going on, isn't there? You can imagine, this is the background to it. And we're looking at this Pharisee called Simon. He's invited Jesus to dinner. I don't think he invited the woman who's, who breaks the perfume over Jesus to dinner, but often in warm weather, uh, they dine outside in a courtyard, and people, they didn't have the World Cup or Celebrity Get Me Out of Here then. So they, they went to hear the fine words of these rich and religious people, and they'd go and, and, and be there with them and listen to them as they're having dinner. So I suspect she's already become a Christian. She's decided to follow Jesus, but she's gone there to get more of Jesus, so to speak, because she's heard he's coming. And you might think, another thing to remember is, you might think, oh, there's a similar story. I'm sure I've read another story like this in the Bible. Well, there is in Mark, Matthew, and John, but I don't think it's the same one because that's Simon the leper and a lot of the details are different about the woman there. So I don't think it's the same story, all right? So as you listen to this reading now, uh, it's going to be read by Helen. Um, maybe close your eyes. Try to imagine the scene. Ask God to highlight something to you as you listen. Let God speak to you and hang on to that. Don't forget it. So I'll hand over to Helen. The reading is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7, beginning at verse 36 and you'll find it on page 1036 in the Pew Bible. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. 
Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned towards the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgotten, whoever has been forgiven these little the little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, just stay in that meditative sort of mode for a second and just think, what, what did God point out to me? What jumped out at you from that? Just, just be quiet for a moment. Don't, don't forget this. It's important because God's speaking to you. So, Lord, we thank you that you're here with us now and we pray that you'll continue to speak to us through these words recorded in Luke's biography of Jesus. Lord, speak to us, please, to your glory. Amen. Now, this passage paints a wonderful picture with words, doesn't it? And I want to show you, first of all, a picture here. Here's a picture. Uh, now, I've got to apologise first because it, it was a, it's a 1600s European painting and no one looks particularly Middle Eastern at all in it, so I do apologise. But I'm showing it you to try and give you the layout. So basically, on the left, you've got Jesus there, if you can see it. He's reclining at the table, because this idea of reclining at the table is important here. And then you can see how the woman would probably have wet his feet with her tears and washed his feet with her hair and, and that on the left there. Then on the right, you've got Simon the Pharisee, right? So that gives you an idea of the layout. And they would lean over with one arm and eat off the table, which is in the middle. That's how it worked. So if we see the next slide, you'll see there that... Um, 
here we've got uh, the, the woman on the left with the feet, and then you can see on the right, Simon's having his feet washed by the servant. So you can see the contrast there between the woman washing Jesus' feet with her hair and the, and the servant on the right there having his feet, uh, washing the, Simon the Pharisee's feet. Um, so you've got the characters there. And when we go to dinner, I don't know what rituals you follow to show you value your guests, you know. I don't know what you do if you have people to dinner. Not everyone does. In winter, like a day like today, you might often take someone's coat and hang it up because it's wet or something, and, and you might offer them the best place at the table and that kind of thing. That might, you might do that to show respect and love for the person you've invited round. And in Jesus' day, 2,000 years ago, uh, the polite rituals that were followed involved something uh, we're seeing in this painting. Because on the left, you've got Jesus with the woman. You've got the, the feet washing happening on the right. Um, and, of course, Simon doesn't offer to wash Jesus' feet, you see, so the woman ends up doing it. Um, and another, another thing they would do is, um, you'd, you'd have your feet washed, by the way, because it was very, the roads are dusty, you know. You wear open sandals, so you need your feet washed. Feet washed. The person who invited the guests would normally kiss, kiss the person they, they receive on, on the cheek, uh, probably, and give them olive oil to wash their hands, which is a bit like soap. And, and that didn't really happen either, did it? You know, he didn't bother Simon the Pharisee. So it would be a bit like if someone came round to my house uh, and I had the TV on, I'm watching the World Cup or something, and they had a wet coat from the rain, I, I don't even bother to say hello, I don't even bother to take their coat or anything, I just sit in my chair and carry on watching. That, that's a bit what it's like here. The woman saw all of this rudeness on Simon's part, she saw it. She was there at that beginning of that meal. She saw he didn't get these things. She saw Jesus treated badly. And she took it all in. She took it all in. So that's the scene. And now I'm going to move on to think about the people in the scene. Okay? So first of all, let's think about Simon the Pharisee. Why did Simon the Pharisee invite Jesus? How did he treat Jesus? What was his attitude towards Jesus? Well, he probably had an inkling of that already. As the woman stood behind Jesus, his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with tears. She wiped them with her hair, kissed them, poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who'd invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, if this man were a prophet, he would know who's touching him, what kind of woman she is, that she's a sinner. So if this man was a prophet, gives us a good clue of why he wanted Jesus to come around. He probably wanted to check him out. He'd heard about this teacher, rabbi, whatever. Well, what is he a prophet? What, you know, how important is he? So he probably wanted to check him out. And, um, but then, of course, what happens is he, he, he sees him mixing with this woman in public, which was not, not normal at the time, uh, breaking social norms, and showing people that he thought the woman was really important. When she's a sinner in his book, you know, she's a bit down there. So women were second-class citizens, and she was a sinner. I don't know if she was a prostitute or something, but she was known for it. So maybe Simon's also thinking, this bloke thinks he's a prophet, and um, he's a bit naive and gullible. Look, look at this woman, you know, look what she's like, and he's mixing with her. You shouldn't do that as a prophet. 
Um, and he thought, Jesus as a teacher had no idea what he's doing, really. He probably thought that. I don't know. He shouldn't mix with this woman. So at the beginning here, you've got Simon, I think. His intention is to sort of check Jesus out, pass judgment on Jesus. And of course, as we see as the, as the tale goes on, as the account goes on, in the end, it's Jesus who passes judgment on Simon. He didn't treat Jesus well, did he? And how did Simon see the woman? Well, he saw her as a, a sinner, unlike himself, of course, who f- tried to follow the law of God. So he wasn't really a sinner in the same sense at all. Simon wanted to keep himself ritually, religiously pure, so he didn't mix with people like this. That was, that was how he was thinking. And I wonder, you know, are we sometimes a bit like Simon? I can be. You know, we, we kind of think, oh, that person's not really like me. You know, I don't, I don't know if I feel comfortable mixing with them. And we hold back a bit, or we condemn them in our mind. Are we a bit like Simon? Um... Do we look down upon people sometimes? Keep a distance? I think that's a human tendency, isn't it? It's something to watch out for. And we can know the Bible well, like Simon did, but we can miss the, the kernel, the, the important bits of God, what God's up to and what God wants us to be like. Because Jesus here broke all the social norms and treated the woman with respect, which Simon didn't do, and he didn't treat Jesus with respect, respect either. So he, Simon saw the purity of God's character, but he didn't realise that God's character is this purity of God's extravagant, overwhelming love that God has for everyone, that Jesus was showing to the woman. But also, note, he went to dinner with the Pharisee. Jesus showed overwhelming, extravagant love to the Pharisee too, but we'll come on to that later. So Simon didn't realise that everyone does wrong, including himself. He, he didn't realise everyone messes up. And he didn't really understand the heart of the law that he tried to obey. Because, you know, when, when Jesus talked about that, he said the heart of the law is love. Love God. Love your neighbour. Love is the heart of the law. And yet this man wanted to obey it perfectly and all that. But what did he lack? That love, love of God, love of neighbour. So when Jesus came to Simon, Simon should have shown him love and courtesy at his dinner table in love and care for his guests, but he didn't. And he shouldn't look down on this woman either, but he did. He should have shown her love as a neighbour. She was a neighbour made in the image of God like he was. So can we ever be like someone? We might know our Bible really well, you know, but we can easily forget Jesus' focus on love. Love for God, love for neighbour. That's at the centre of the law. That's at the centre. So now we've thought about Simon the Pharisee a bit. Let's move on. Let's move on to the woman. Now, she, as I mentioned earlier, seems to have become a follower of Jesus already and wanted to see him again. So she's already put her faith in Jesus. She's been born again. She's heard about him. She's been filled with the Spirit, seen him love people and help them. She had her sins wiped out. 
as if on a whiteboard when you wipe the words off. She had a, as if on a computer where you have your, your sins deleted, you know, whatever there is, gone, thrown into the deepest part of the sea. There's lots of pictures you can use. And um, she, she wanted that time of refreshing from the Lord, from Jesus. So she went back again for more, I guess, to hear him at this meal. And, and she gets there and she sees how badly treated he is by Simon. She sees it all. She was insulted and upset probably at the way Jesus was treated by Simon. It brought her to tears because Simon wasn't going to welcome Jesus properly. Well, she thought, well, I'm going to. I'm going to. So she treated Jesus properly. She followed the polite customs of the day. She washed his feet with her tears and wiped his feet clean with her hair. She kissed his feet in compensation for the lack of kiss from the Pharisee, and she cleaned Jesus' feet with oil from the jar. So she, she was determined to do it if Simon wasn't going to do it. Her love for Jesus led her to do this. She wanted to so, show Jesus proper welcome in Simon the Pharisee's house, which Simon neglected to do. So what can we learn from this woman's great love? Well, a lot, I think. First of all, um, her love led her to identify with Jesus. It says we're in Christ, doesn't it, when we become a Christian. She felt his hurt as he was treated like this man. This man he loved, he's treating him badly, and she felt the hurt, I think. She identified with Jesus. She took risks for him here. Um, and, you know, because of her previous lifestyle... She'd been looked down upon, but she was still brave, brave enough to do this, even though she knew people were looking down on her. And she didn't allow other people's prejudice towards her to get in her way, the way of her commitment to Jesus. So she was prepared to fully identify as a follower of Jesus, show her love for Jesus in a slightly hostile environment. Does that sound familiar to you sometimes, maybe at work or school or wherever, family? Do we identify wholly and show our love for Jesus wherever we are? It's not always easy to do, but this woman did because of the great love she had for him. So that's a challenge to us, isn't it? When we go to work tomorrow, what are we doing? So that's the woman. Now, let's focus on Jesus now. And I said, as I said before, Jesus is full of God's extravagant, overwhelming love not only for the woman, but for the Pharisee as well. That's really important to hang on to. And he goes to eat with the Pharisee, who might well be trying to trap him into saying something incriminatory which could lead to his arrest or worse. And we know what it led to. He went to the cross for us, and he died for our sins and rose so that we can have abundant life with him. So anyway, he, he was in this difficult situation but Jesus took the risk to do that because he loved Simon the Pharisee and he wants Simon the Pharisee to follow him I believe Jesus even loves his enemies and of course we know God wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth so that's that's Jesus wanting the Pharisee to come to faith and also he's full of love for the woman and he sticks up for her and he allows her to show her love to him and commitment to defending him against those who treated him badly here. 
and he accepts the woman who's everyone looking down on and allows her to show that love. And I, I think this acceptance is so important for us. God accepts us. You know, I've talked to people and they say, oh, I, you know, I, I've done some terrible things, I can't come to God. I said, that's the very reason why you need to come to God. He accepts you. You know, we're all the same. We're all in the same boat. He, he loves you completely. He accepts you. Come to him. Right, let's look now at how Jesus managed. This is, this is really good, this bit, I think. Let's look at how Jesus managed Simon the Pharisee's rudeness and negative attitude towards him and the woman. And the first thing I notice here, I'll read it out to you to remind you, is that Jesus didn't tell Simon straight away, oh, you've been really rude to me and discourteous. Like I'd have probably done, you know, I don't know if I would. I might have kept quiet, I don't know. Anyway, let's see what he does. It's really interesting. Instead, Jesus told him a story. He starts with a story. He says, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, Simon says. Well, that's quite good. He's calling him a teacher, which is rabbi, so it's a bit of respect there. And then Jesus said, well, two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii, denarii and the other 50, so a lot more. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? So he lets him answer. And Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. You got the answer right, Jesus said. Now, I wonder why Jesus told Simon a story instead of being blunt with him, like maybe I would have been. Why did he tell this story? Well, maybe he did so because he wanted Simon to think things through. So an illustrative story followed by a question was a good way to do that. Thinking through what had just happened, how rude he'd been, and what was the root of going on, which was maybe his lack of love for God and for his neighbours, which is at the centre of the law that he tried to obey, this Simon. Maybe he wanted him to think that through, Jesus. Now, when we were on the church weekend, I don't know, who came on the church weekend? Very good, quite a lot of you. There's a guy called Ephraim um, who was leading it, and he was really good. And one of the things he talked about was uh, the importance of asking people questions. When we, when we meet people, just ask questions and see where it goes, and then often th- things of faith come up. And, or belief about God or whatever ask questions and it takes the pressure off you because you can keep asking questions you don't have to have all the answers um, and this gives us a chance to show genuine interest in the person obviously and also challenge them to think through what they believe about Jesus or if there's a God all that kind of stuff and I think I wonder if we see that kind of technique going on here with Jesus and do we ask people questions? It's a question for us. Do we ask people questions of what they believe about God, prayer, the afterlife, whatever it is, suffering? How can we be more effective in our questions? It's something I'm trying to work on, I must say, because I tend to try and give answers before they've even answered, asked a question. I blunder in. That's my normal mode. It's not good. So I'm trying to ask more questions. Well, here, Jesus' story, he asks questions. And uh, he's using the word debt instead of sin here, but they're almost interchangeable in talking about we all don't love completely the God who, like God, loves. 
None of us are as loving as God. That's why we all fall short of his great love. So we owe God a debt. And the story makes the point clearly that the person who's forgiven more will love more, like the woman, and the someone who thinks they're very upright and keeps the law, like Simon, love little because they think they haven't got much to be forgiven. That's the point I think Jesus is making. So Jesus tackles Simon's rudeness while praising the woman's generosity and love, and he points out what little love Simon has, which demonstrated by his discourtesy to Jesus and the woman here, uh, and then he praises the woman very highly. And then, then it tells us, the account tells us, Jesus turned towards the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You didn't give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears, wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not pour oil on my head, but she's poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. And if it had been me, I'd have probably gone, like you, Simon. But it's Jesus, so I suspect he didn't do that. But he's making the point. And then Jesus moves on to reveal he's much more than a prophet who Simon maybe thought he might be. Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. And the other guests said amongst them, what's shocking? Who is this even forgives sins? What's going on here? Only God forgives sins. Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So Jesus publicly reassures her her sins are forgiven. Her shortcomings are thrown into the deepest part of the sea. Her failings are wiped out and means she can be a friend of God, a child of God, a member of the family of God. A wonderful thing, an eternal family. And of course, that's something available to all of us too. So if you're thinking about that this morning, and you're thinking, well, I don't know if I'm bothered with Jesus, then please chat to me afterwards. Um, but the other thing about that is I've, I've met people who, who said, um, they might have been a Christian for years, they said, well, I hope the good Lord will look, look on me kindly when I see him. I'm saying, hang on, your sins are forgiven. Jesus reassures this woman here, for example, her sins are forgiven, she's turned to him in faith, her sins are forgiven. There's no doubt about it. You will see him face to face. And if you're sitting here this morning, you might have been a Christian for years and you're saying, well, if the God, you know, it sounds very humble, doesn't it? But I don't think it's true. Your sins are forgiven if you trust Jesus. You know, you are, you are in relationship with him. You're in his family. You're born again. All those things that I've been mentioning. And he says to the woman, go in peace, your faith has saved you. And I think Jesus is saying that to you this morning, if that's you. And if you want to come to Jesus, he'll say that to you too, if you turn to him. But I don't think these people, in the others, don't, they're listening. I don't think they were ready to accept the implications of what Jesus was saying when he said, you know, about forgiving sins. Because they weren't ready to accept he was God. They weren't, they weren't even sure if he was a prophet, were they? Because they knew only God forgives sins, who forgives debts, uh, lets us come into his family if we turn to him. So they, they didn't accept it. They probably thought, oh, here's this so-called prophet, you know, Jesus, forgiving sins like God. You can't do that. Shocking. 
So they, they can't see yet that Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. They can't see that. And they aren't ready to ask Jesus to forgive them. So they're kind of disquieted and disturbed. They don't experience the peace the woman receives. And if you're sitting here this morning and you feel disquieted and disturbed by what I'm saying, maybe God's rousing you up as well, like Jesus was rousing them up. I'd say, come to Jesus, you know, turn to him. Chat to me about it afterwards already, or someone you trust. Turn to him. Anyway, I think this is a very encouraging and wonderful encounter as far as the woman's concerned. But is it an encouraging encounter for Simon the Pharisee? As you see, I'm trying to get better at asking questions. That's another of my questions to myself and to you. Well, so Jesus, this is the final bit now. Jesus, in his love for all, went to dinner with Simon. I believe in the hope that Simon would turn to him in faith. He wants him to be saved. He wants him to receive forgiveness like that woman. Maybe, just maybe, there's a glimmer of hope here at the end. Glimmer. I'm saying this because the text tells us, it mentions that the other guests, it calls them the other guests, question Jesus' ability to forgive sins. It says the other guests. They're the ones who question it all, but it doesn't say Simon. It doesn't say Simon. You'd expect it to, wouldn't you? You'd expect him to join in, but it doesn't say that. So maybe, maybe we see Simon starting to question his attitudes and starting to listen to Jesus and maybe even turn to him in the future. It does say in Acts that many priests turned to follow Jesus after he'd risen from the dead. Maybe Simon was among those. That's my hope. And you might have people you know who are like that. You've been praying for them for years. But maybe there will be a point in time where they do turn to him. So keep praying. So I've got some questions here, which someone took a photo of these, but they'll be available to the small groups. Um, At the last service, someone took a photo of them. Um, And they're just to help us think this through. So I won't go through, through them all now, but if you're in a small group, you should get this during the week, unless we can send it out in a letter or something as well, so that everyone can see them. But uh, do ponder upon this passage. It's a wonderful passage. And may God bless you through it and bless you in the week ahead. Amen.